You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. everyone and welcome to another edition of drinks with johnny thanks for being here with me today hope you guys all had a wonderful thanksgiving i know i did sam how was your thanksgiving sam the hawk hawkins my co-host as always here today i beat you in flag football two years in a row for friendsgiving so i'm, I'm doing pretty good <laughs> that was saturday i asked about your thanksgiving not your friendsgiving asshole Thank, thanks thanksgiving was good with the family it's it's always great thankful for all i got and you know just Getting through the end of the year. We're in the holidays now. It's yes. fantastic. Uh, starting to get the music going. My daughter's playing a bunch. And I'm always looking for new uh, music. And today's guest, we we got some good new music for the holidays here. Yes, of course. Taria Turinen, uh formerly of Nightwish. Now, I mean, that's been so many years now. You've been doing your own thing for a lot of time now. And just uh, earlier in the month of November, you dropped the Dark Christmas album. Um, so... Uh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, we're, it's perfect timing right now for us. We're all in the spirit right now. The people on YouTube could see us in the spirit. If you're on the, if you're just listening, you can't see us, but that's okay. Just know that we're in the holiday spirit here with Taria today. So how are you today? And you're all the way in. Are you in Finland still? No, okay. actually, from Spain, from Andalusia. I live here ever well seven years. Oh, now. okay. Southern part of Spain. How did you and fall into there? That, yeah, before that I was living in Buenos Aires many, many years. So I'm kind of a Latina in me already <laughs> converted. Wow. Me. I, d- I don't think I realized that because every, everywhere we read and everywhere we talk about, it's been, uh, you know, focusing on your Finnish background where, you're, uh, where you were originally born. So what, and you've been in Spain for how long now? Seven years, you said? Seven years. Yes. Okay. Wow, yeah, but of great. course, I'm waving the Finnish flag with proud, or of course, <laughs> artist, of course, naturally, but hey, it's been a long since I lived there. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. So, I got, can we dive into your album real quick? I mean, I, I really enjoy it. It's, uh, your takes on it are really cool, and it starts, I mean, your voice very much lends to the Christmas spirit, but you guys do that little twist on a lot of these, which just kind of... Yeah, and it's so fun. Like, uh, 
Well, a lot. Yeah, uh, I was like, they, it's not just a little, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know what Christmas al- albums you've been listening to the last few years, but this <laughs> one's very different. I was I was listening back to it uh, when we knew you guys were coming, or when you knew you were coming to Ontario, like last week. I started listening to a few songs here and there, um, and yeah, it's uh, it's a dark Christmas album. It's it's. I mean, you're taking what you already do uh, with your other, uh, you know, with your voice and the other songs that you've done over the years, and uh, kind of applying it to these Christmas songs. I mean, you're, you're classically trained. I read somewhere you got like a three and a half vocal range, uh, octave That's vocal range. I don't know what the hell that oh, was. Blah, blah. I read it somewhere. I read it somewhere, Tari. Yeah. Just, just own it. Just say yes. Just say yes. <laughs> but yeah, you bring in that classical, you bring in that classical um, uh, song uh, or, or style to songs like Jingle Bell Rock. Like some of the some of the Christmas songs, yes, I can understand what Sam's saying. It very much lends itself. But Jingle Bell Rock is not one that I would expect to be sung in this in this uh, vein. That's great. I'm happy. Yeah. I, I like shocking people a bit, you know, with my doings in general. Um, I've been doing Christmas tours since ever 2005 already. It's becoming like a, oh, it is already a tradition for me to, go on tour every December and uh, here down here in Europe mainly you know but uh, this time I'm presenting my dark Christmas album in some countries with the symphonic orchestra choir with some band members and so they're really beautiful uh, events but you know the album is uh, it's dark it's a uh, cinematographic I would say it's kind of like a yeah, Halloween kind of a more <laughs> <laughs> than a Christmas. But the songs are super known, as you yeah. said. They're really known songs and my the arrangement's different. I love this because it's like, you know, these original songs, they do not really attract me that much, you know? Mm. Uh, you get an overload of them when you are, you know, in this time of the year. You get a, like a... It's too much. Too yeah. much. Yeah, I usually Never. do like a playlist of like the holiday classics. Yeah. And then after a few days, I'm like, I've literally heard every version of every song at this point. <laughs> but a lot of people reinvent the same one. I, right. I do like you're taking it and it's not like, oh, here's this new voice on the same song I've heard a million times. Yeah. It's like, here's a new take on the song. But uh, that's exactly it, that, that was kind of my wish, you know, that how many people they do hate Christmas music. They will never, ever find Christmas music something appealing. Mm. Uh, they kind of don't want to have anything to do with it. That's the, Grinches, music, that's the Grinches and the Scrooges of the world that we, that we, we, yeah. we don't even need to. We don't need to acknowledge them, Tari. We can just move on from them. Yeah. <laughs> this album's for them. They got oh, something it is now. For them. Yeah, they have something now. There you go. But that that was my basic idea, really, to approach these people that do not enjoy Christmas music, that if I could approach them uh, with these different arrangements, mm. they're the songs that everybody know, yeah, but the arrangements are so drastically different. So maybe there is hope, you know, that as as far as I've seen in my shows every year, you know, there are metal fans coming to see them, there are music lovers in general coming coming to listen to me um people are coming with their children the whole bunch of families are coming and music is it's it's needed at right. this time of year it's a dark time of a year actually for me as a finnish woman you know it's very dark 
up there north. Oh yeah, know? oh yeah. It's really dark, <laughs> and people get depression, and they get there's a lot of loneliness, and you know, Christmas is not easy for everybody. So music is there. No, oh, that's a great point. Yeah, I've I've traveled through Europe in the in the winter time for you know. Uh, special. Yeah. What I absolutely love it though, because I'm just visiting. I'm not living in it, right? So, like when I'm going through, they have all the really fun um, holiday uh, marketplaces set up, like in in majority of the cities around yeah. around Europe, and they're fucking phenomenal. Sam, if you haven't seen them or been yeah. down there, they're super fun. Lacey loves. I bring my wife out there if we're traveling this time of year. You get, you know, you get your hot drinks and your and your treats, yeah. and you walk around. They got all sorts of like ornaments and just. It's just a holiday festival, like in the town, in all these town squares. It's fantastic. Victoria, you you grew up out there. How was that growing up? Do you have fond memories? I mean, were they do? I I I'm ignorant to it because I I've only seen it since touring. But when you're when you're growing up, is that something that you and the family make sure you do every year? Is get down to those uh, those marketplaces? Yeah, for sure. Actually, that kind of tradition came to Finland recently. Okay. It's more like the Czech Republic, Germany. They These people, they have started the long, long time ago, their tradition of the Christmas markets. But in Finland, it's Christmas has always been like a more like a family celebration. It's so damped, um, a lot of snow, really cold, usually yeah. at that time of year. So people tend to close themselves in their house, houses with the families, within the families, you know, and... Um, just nobody's out. <laughs> I right. know. We, uh, we I've have seen the that. The only, we were walking around. It seemed like very desolate last time I was there. Just the only thing open was uh, the karaoke bar that we'd go to every night. And then uh, detox ourselves over at the, over at the saunas uh, where you have a sauna, detox, and then have a beer immediately and go straight back to the karaoke bar. And that's all you did in the winter. <laughs> sauna, sauna is a must. I not sure about the karaoke, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you're drunk, sure. the karaoke seems like a good time. <laughs> I, I think uh, it's uh, it's something like uh, for the Finnish people, you know, after a couple of drinks, everything is possible, and there is a lot of music around. So anyway, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's great. So you got videos for all of these, and which I thought was pretty cool that you you got them all. And you know, I was looking at the comments, and someone wrote. Uh, I really hope Tim Burton is getting her for a soundtrack or something like that. And that honestly, a lot of the stuff that I was listening to is like, oh man, this lens so perfect, which a lot of movies now are taking like old modern, like hit songs, like pop songs. And then they'll kind of do a darker twist for maybe like, you know, an action film or a scary film. And I, and so many, especially um, all I want for Christmas, I just, it's gotta be in a trailer for some Christmas <laughs> horror movie or something it, it lends perfect for it it's, it's pretty cool that, i really like that that would be nice that would be absolutely absolutely nice yeah of course as soundtracks uh, film music has been um, my inspiration since ever i started you know writing music myself and that was a long time ago but yeah mm. how do you do the arrangements of them yeah yeah how, how do you find your arrangements of them well, Jim Dooley, he's working in L.A. actually. He's an L.A.-based um, film composer. He's mm. uh, mainly working with film scores, you know. So he's absolutely talented, super talented in that. He's been working with, with me ever since my first rock album in 2007, um, doing arrangements for all of these albums. I have a very, you know, very important symphonic side in my music, in my rock music. So he's... He's doing them 
with me together those arrangements but and since I have a classical background you know I have a lot of studies a lot of a lot of a lot of studies when I was young so uh, <laughs> yeah so uh, of course I have the knowledge but you know not not the tools I'm yeah. not, I was going to ask, so what, what was your classical background training specifically? Like, uh, what, obviously it's mostly in vocals, I assume, but like where you, where did you go to school for this to be classically trained or, or, or what kind yeah, of teachers did you the, have? Yeah. Since ever, I was very little. I've been, um, I've been studying music, actually classical music. I started when I was six, uh, with piano and then it was just like my way to escape the reality kind of, uh, I, I really was badly bullied in a primary and you know music was always there kind of the the only exit door for me you know and so I found it very very early age that uh, this is something I want to do and this is something I want to focus on and and um, I studied in uh, the only music university in Finland that is called Sibelius Academy I was there first and then I continued my studies in Germany in Karlsruhe other music university so a lot of lot of studies all until my i don't know i was already night wish you know performing and making world tours and all that and i was still in university oh really how did you make time for that (laughs) (laughs) it was really tough it was really tough Mm. But I dropped so I dropped out of school to join the band that I went in at the beginning, so I I couldn't imagine actually finishing through school with that. No, it was, it was crazy, crazy, but uh, it was worth it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so when you you did mention though you in your writings you use the the classical training for writing stuff in film com, uh, compositions. What are some of your favorite film compositions, and have you given up on it, or do you still want to like? work on some film compositions or is there something that maybe I haven't heard of that you've been a part of? No, no, no. There were a couple of projects that um, kind of died, nothing to mention, you know, but Mm. I I would love to, I would love to write a score, a score, a movie, um, anything. Um, I'm a big fan of that world, but you know, nothing yet. Nothing yet. Yeah. What What kind of movies do you like? Yeah. What kind of movies, what kind of movies and film scores do you like though? Like, uh, well, as composers, I, I, of course, of course I adored Zimmer is my, like my hero, um, you know, but um, also Craig Armstrong is another composer. I really enjoy his works. Hmm. Also his piano works, not only the film works, but um, you know, yeah, um, I would see myself doing a lot with piano because it's an instrument that I use for, compositions in general right when i'm writing my songs but but yeah i don't know yeah, it, I'm, yeah I'm a romantic person so <laughs> maybe something somewhere there i don't know but not too um not too funny though it needs to be melancholic mm. oh like what Let, let's what's some of your favorites movies yeah, yeah. well um gladiator is one of the like the the wow. most the the most Russell Crowe, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that was a good movie. Joaquin Phoenix, that was great. That was a fantastic movie. I love that. You talk about scores, a score on that one too. I mean, yeah. that's got it all as far as a Amazing. just Amazing. masterpiece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you also mentioned uh, predominantly in the uh, pianos where you, where you work. I was listening to uh, it just came to my attention through your management lap this morning. So I had to listen to it right before we came on. Uh, you did a cover of. My band Avenged Sevenfold's Afterlife on your 
uh, uh, what was that? <laughs> the live at Metal Church. Is that? I, I just had to listen to it on Apple, so I didn't watch. I didn't have a lot of time to to do a lot of research. Were you playing the piano on that while you were singing? No, no, no. Okay. No, it was a one-off concert, actually. In um, you know the Wacken Open Air every every year here in Europe, uh, huge metal festival. Oh yeah. I was, I was performing my set, my rock with my rock band. You know that year. And the Bakken Open Air, they invited me to do a special concert in the village of Bakken, in their church. And so I'm very, you know, used to do church concerts and this kind of, with the string corded, actually. It was a piano, cello, violin, and the voice. Mm. And the church was packed with metal fans. It was a day before the festival started, and I performed one of your songs. Yes, I did. I did a lot of other... Uh, metal covers. I even sang Ave Maria for the people. I always do that kind oh. of shocking, you know, because it, and you know, that Ave Maria of mine, that was my own composition, uh, was broadcasted for the for the whole crowd in Wacken for 80,000 people yeah. right before my rock show oh, from wow. the screen. Oh, it was, I never, I did not know that they are going to do that and oh, wow. uh, I did not expect that. So I'm hearing, oh, <laughs> what the hell is <laughs> I am about to go on stage. So you're about to go on stage and you hear that. That's that's throwing you for a loop right there. <laughs> it was so amazing. I mean, seriously, it was like wow moment for me because so that's cool. what I do. That's what I've always done ever since my beginning with metal. I was a weird birdie ever since. I was a classically trained I am classically trained soprano and shook a bit the whole world of metal with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I remember hearing you earlier on, 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 on the Nightwish stuff. I mean, when I was, uh, you know, just getting into newer metal, I mean, I grew up on Metallica, Megadeth, you know, all, all the ones my parents were showing me, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath. Um, but Nightwish was in 96, and it didn't really make its way over to Southern California, maybe other plates in the States, but didn't really make its way over to Southern California for several years after that. So this is when I'm, you know, getting out of high school and joining this band. I'm hearing of this band, Nightwish. I remember hearing it. was like, yeah, the, the, the marriage of your voice with the very progressive metal, it's not even just regular metal. It's like progressive metal happening underneath it actually lends really well because there's so much classical uh, steepness in that progressive metal, right? And I remember just like hearing it going, this is a really cool sound. I really hope it keeps going. And, you know, there's been several other bands in the uh, Scandinavia region that have, have done this now over the years too. And But you guys certainly, uh, to my knowledge, would have been on the forefront of that when you when you lent your vocals to that band. Um, you know, you could, we could briefly get through that because I know it, you've been out of there for since 2006, so. Yeah. Um, it, it was... Um, it was uh... For me, you know, I was very clear ever since the beginning of my, um, you know, when I started in 96, as you said, with the band, I was very clear that, hey, I don't know much about metal. I, I was uh, really like a weirdo in the scene, but I was always embraced mm. by the scene, by the people. And that was the thing that that really connected me with the scene and uh, also made me fall in love with metal. And so it's, it's like... Um, wow, things can happen in this life. <laughs> Seriously. And then you continued, I mean, like you use your classical training more, but you still have this metal steeped in it, you know, uh, in, in what you're doing with your solo projects since then. Um, 
So, I mean, since then, since you didn't know much about metal before, what's been your metal education to, like, keep you going through with it? Wow. You know, you know, the only album I think I had in my collection was Metallica's Black Album. It's a fantastic one. Hey, that's that's a good one to start on. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. But it was mainly that. And uh, yeah, then. Then a few years later, of course, I when I got to the band, I started like, okay, well, what is around there? And I, I really fell in love with Rammstein and uh, and uh, In Flames. And, Ooh, you know, Flames. Really looking, but not too many female singers. I was like really right. looking for who is there around. And I remember there were not too many girls around at that mm. time yet. Now, right. now, thankfully, we are a lot, but... but uh, at that time, not much. Lacuna Coil, I think, and Within Temptation, it was more or less the same time that they started also. And, right. But I didn't ever get to see the girls in the festivals. It was like, fuck, where are they? Hey, I am alone again. <laughs> oh, I alone. Oh, you didn't yeah. get to, did you ever meet Christina? Yes, of course, many oh, okay. times. Okay, now you have, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, because Lacuna Coil, now, yeah. At that time, you at know, it was like, yeah. It was, but yeah, she's hey. amazing. She's amazing. Good friend. We did a Iron Maiden tour together, um, and some other shows. Oh yeah. And stuff. She's, so we we we've kept in in touch since then. As she's she's fantastic. She's really sweet. Yeah. Really. You have any new new artists that you you're hearing that uh, up and comers, female artists that you're kind of like, they got something there, or any that are on your radar? Oh God, that's a tough question because I'm I'm so old music lover in general that I I. I don't get to keep track on things, and mm. I'm so. We talk in- about that all the time. <laughs> That's a, it's a really tough, really really tough uh, thing. Sometimes you know when I'm going on tour, I I love to take support acts, you know, with me with girls singing. Mm. I want to give them my support and and really make them feel that you know, hey, ooh, <laughs> we are here, we're strong, and so, but. Now that you ask me if I need to mention some shit, it's really tough. It's tough. <laughs> don't don't, don't many, feel bad. Too many good There's ones. too many good ones. I do that too. Like we talk on the show all the time. Like I get you know new bands, upcoming bands. Sometimes we get upcoming bands here on the show, you know, to help promote them and yeah. uh, you know some fans or, or some bands rather that I become fans of. But uh, you know, finding it these days, I'm just it's not the way we used to find music when we were kids. You know what I mean? It's no. a completely new way, which is, is easier. It is easier. I know how to pick up a phone. I know how to use a phone. Hey, but yes. it's but not where I think my... to do it because <laughs> that's no. not how I was raised. <laughs> no, absolutely. You're absolutely right about yeah. that. It's exactly like that. Ready for a head-bangingly good time? Dive into the world of heavy metal with the Brutally Delicious podcast. Here, we don't just talk music. We welcome you into our heavy metal family. Join us for candid chats with legends and rising stars. We go beyond the typical interviews, exploring raw emotions and the life-altering impact of heavy metal. So whether you're a diehard metalhead or just curious, join our family and let the headbanging begin with the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one 
with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. You know, I see my daughter picking up a phone and uh, checking out things or coming up with a new bands that she's listening. I'm like, and what is that then? You know, yeah. it's interesting how these kids, how they, <laughs> how their brains work. They work so differently than ours. Honestly, oh it is. It is insane to see. But um, I will mention real quick, because I'm going to piggyback off that question and give a shout out to Boy Genius. Now, they're probably a little bit bigger than I realized, but I just heard them. Uh, I was watching Saturday Night Live from this uh, from Me the too. past week. That's where I got him. And I was watching this performance, and at first I was kind of like, oh, man, this is another one of those indie bands, something, whatever. Like, cool, cool. And then as I'm watching it, I'm not even trying to be. I was starting to become entranced with their performance and the songs. Oh. And I, and it was just very unique. I'm glad you saw this, too, Sam. Boy Genius. Yeah, Boy Genius. Definitely, definitely a band for, for you to check out, too. Um, oh. not, I wouldn't consider them metal by any stretch of the term. Uh, they're definitely more rock, but yeah, but it's different. I mean, it's just kind of it's it's very talented group of females that are that have put together something pretty exciting. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna check out more of their career. It felt Nirvana like it did. Them kinda, it really you know? did. It really did. I agree. Um, what is, is your your daughter into music at all? You, you mentioned your daughter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She she was you know uh touring child touring baby i took her all over the place ever since she was born because i'm uh, working we're working as a couple my husband and me so um we were uh, as a family on the road the four first years of her life and she was a touring child she she completely yeah my my crew was super happy to have a baby room <laughs> and you know she's kind of uh since ever the diapers she's been around with music and of course she's into it and plays drums actually plays really drums. well and how old we is she now 11 11 just, okay perfect time playing drums perfect time to start that real career out there yeah exactly we just got her new tama tam, set of tama drums at home uh it's the second second drum set and she's really excited and plays also piano sings and all that and is even acting but hey music is coming eventually i think it's annoyingly easy for her somehow still you know annoyingly <laughs> it makes you mad it makes you a little jealous because it was a little harder for you maybe <laughs> i love that that's that's some that's that's some good mom jealousy right there yeah i, I somehow it's so weird you know there is not much well the struggle comes the struggle comes, I think. I guess. I oh, guess yeah. it, it will. It will. It will. It's like, mm, it's like, uh, okay. Well, this is like peace and how do you do that? How do you? <laughs> are you guys? Are you guys jamming with e with each other pretty often? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, I, I hope. I hope to get that. I don't want to force music on my son, but like, and he's only six now. I'm, I'm like, oh, but yeah. like, fingers crossed. When he gets a little bit older, he still he wants to play music and wants to jam with me. So. Because I, I gotta I imagine that's gonna be the coolest. Yeah, because I didn't force my daughter either. I mm. mean, it was really up to her. It is up to her. Right. God knows what she wants to do with her life yet. But hey, at least she's showing us like she's really, really, truly interested. Who knows um, what they want to do with their life at any point in their life? I still don't know what I want to do with my life. 
<laughs> just turned 39 a week ago. I'm like, <laughs> you are so very Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll start yeah. a podcast. Let's do that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what are the holidays like yeah. for, for your family? Speaking of family, you guys do it at home. You guys go somewhere else. What, what do you guys do? Well, actually, this year um, I go. Well, you're busy touring too. Yes, I'm busy touring, but um, I fly directly from Czech Republic to Finland. And my family flies from home from here to Finland with our Spanish friends. Actually, a few families are joining us. Our friends oh. are joining us to Finland, and they've never been in Finland. So obviously, obviously, I'm gonna be the tourist guide, oh, totally yeah. destroyed after tour. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was saying to them already, like, hey, <clears throat> let me rest one day and then I'm going to be fine yeah. with you. Even God needed one day of rest, right? So you're going yeah. to need, you're gonna need that. <laughs> we're going to go to Lapland. We're going to go. Hopefully we'll get a... Well, they are skiing there already, so we will have a lot of snow. Hopefully not minus 30 degrees Celsius. As, mm. as, what? You know, yeah. I've only been to Helsinki in Finland, I think. Maybe no, that's not true. I've been to like one or two other cities, but only like big cities. Uh, what what city were you originally born and raised? Tampere. Which one Maybe is that? Tampere. Oh, okay. Tampere. Have you have been there? Mm. Turku. Which one? Turku. Borgo. Turku. 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 Porvo. Oh, I don't know. I just want to spend the rest of the yeah. Thing now I just you trying to, to teach him to say that right. <laughs> 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 yeah, that ain't going over too well. Um, no, but uh, yeah, I absolutely love Finland, uh, especially I like it for the winter too, because I don't get a winter here in Southern California. It's one of those places where I get to travel and I'm like, oh, I'm in the snow. This is kind of cool. Um, mm -hmm. But also for the, I mean, being up there north, I mean, my, my, my uh, all right. that's all good. Your light just, went, light just went out a little bit, but we're up. We could still see you. Well, look at all those in the background. Yeah, for the, now, for hey, now that I, I can That's see all beautiful. those albums, beautiful that, wall, all those, uh, oh, wow, you got that. You got a lot of, you got a lot of gold, gold. Sorry, I lost my life. Records I'm back sorry. there. <laughs> I think you oh, kind of purposely did that, Tarya, because I couldn't see those that well. Oh no, no, that no. Light was no, 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 no. It's the light. The life on the wall, let's yeah. call it. Oh, you should be proud of that. That's yeah, it's awesome. very. You should be very proud. Of that. That's a that's a lot of accomplishments back there. Congratulations on them. Um, Jeez, yeah, I lost my but yeah, being a you know, my wife is from Alaska, so we visit there too, and I've been to going to Scandinavia, uh, Scandinavia for a long time. You know, um, the summer times though. We're talking about winter right now, but I I, I don't want to gloss over the fact that there you go through entire months where the, the, it doesn't get dark at all in the, in the summertime. Crazy. And then you get yeah, such a juxtaposition. Like you said, though, it's so dark too in these, in these countries too, during the winter. I mean, you don't see the sun, but for maybe an hour at, at most for months at a time. And that's where it could, we were talking about that depression that comes up, right? Exactly. It is really tough country to live in. Mm -hmm. I mean, seriously, all the Nordic countries, they are really tough. The climate is demanding, and uh, it's environment is everything to for us. Like uh, you know, it's a inspiring environment in in general for musicians to write songs about. You know all that, right? But it's tough, tough place to live. Um, especially, you know, I I'm a such a weird creature in general that I really need light. 
I started feel the importance of light in my life. You know, I I don't necessarily need the sun and the heat. You know, but mm -hmm. the light to wake up in the morning. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Pitch black. You start the day. It's dark as a night. You end your day. You have never seen light during the day. It's really. I mean, it. After some time, it will take a dime. You know. Oh it yeah, really absolutely. I and mean, that's why I was wanted to point out because like, yeah, in the summertime, it's like that it, and that becomes exhausting too. So you're like, you're yeah. never really, you never have like yeah. that happy median, uh, living in the Nordic Scandinavian countries. Um, yeah. I've experienced it a little bit and then, you know, you, you probably know it from, from touring too. You got to make sure you get outside too. Cause a lot of times you're going from your bus, your van, whatever the case may be hotel straight into the venue. And again, you haven't seen any light all day. And if you do that too many times in a row, it starts to really play effect on your mental your mental health, really. Exactly. Now, all these Christmas tours that I'm doing, I am always much more tired during the tour because of a lack of light. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Seriously, it is like that. And I need to, as you said, I really need to remind myself to at least get some fresh air, you know, yes. to get out there and have a little walk or go for a run if if the weather allows and you know really take care because body is there if the mind is there absolutely yeah and i think it's a good thing to, to bring up too because a lot of people are listening to this all over the world of course we've got you know the streams go out to everybody in the world and they're growing up in different places too and, and it is a holiday season and it is t it is tough uh, mentally for a lot of people um, to go through the holiday season. It's not, you know, for us, I think, you know, I could speak for myself more. It's a, it's a beautiful time of year. I get to spend a lot of time with my family. I love it. But for a lot of people, it's not. And it is dark and it's depressing to go through this time of year. And, uh, and I, I think it's important. Many people, many people get to be reminded, you know, we get to remi be reminded of those ones that are not long, any longer with us, you know, right. the people that have passed away. So it's, um, it's, Christmas is a family celebration and, you know, that's, that's what it happens, you know, for all of us one way or another. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's so much bad stuff on the internet, but one good thing that if you want it, I feel like a lot of people are talking about that and mental health and, and taking care of yourself and, and there's just more connection and things like that of not feeling alone, hopefully for some people who need to find it. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. You know, and those who are, who don't want to feel alone this year, and maybe don't like the holiday classics, they could go to Taria's album, The Dark Christmas, <laughs> and it'll have a whole new new look on life for you. Maybe maybe it'll be the, the Christmas you needed this year. Just make sure you go check that out. I don't want to be remiss to say that, you know, several times throughout this chat. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, Sam and I were talking before, and I think we saw that your brother is also a musician that you've worked with. Is that correct? Yeah, actually, I have two two brothers, and they both um, not that they professionally work with music, but uh, they they are very talented. My younger one, uh, Tony, he's been joining me on stage many times in many recordings, and so he has a great voice and you know, super talented guy. But you know, and into heavy metal also. Like, okay, are they into he like, heavy? Were they into heavy metal before and then got classically trained, or or are they all metal? <laughs> I mean, where, no. where, where, how did where you get fall? into it? Yeah, how did, did you fall? get into metal? Because oh, you said it wasn't really that. your thing until you got into yeah. the music. So did you kind of you became in a metal band and then 
Yeah. And then you yeah, found that's what it? she wow. said, man. Where, where Wait, have you been did, in this conversation, did, Sam? I got to bust his balls here for a minute. Now. Where have you been in this conversation? How about, did you get about, about 15 minutes ago, she said that she had one album. It was the Black Album by Metallica. Did you I zone know. out there for a minute, buddy? We covered that. No, we covered that. I, I'm rewinding <laughs> a minute before that of who. No, yeah. it was like, you know, the guys um, of Nightwish, uh, some of them, they had a metal background themselves. And yeah. since we were all born in a very, very teeny tiny village, we all knew each other. We were in the same school. And so the guys, they knew that I could sing. I was always the girl who sang everywhere in all kind of little whatever cats name party, you know, everywhere. I was everywhere singing. So, but the fact that they didn't know that my voice had radically changed because I was already in a university and, you know, suddenly I have this operatic voice. So Tuomas, the main guy from Nightwish, the composer, knocked on my door once I was having a weekend off and I was visiting my parents. And so he just came and said, hello, I have a demo. <laughs> you know, he just handed over wow. music me and and i was listening to the song and i said yeah let's go i'll do this yeah i love it and it was it had nothing to do with metal it was uh, acoustic guitars keyboards beautiful beautiful music and so i went to studio and i <laughs> i started singing and the guys were like huh, what is she doing what why is she singing like that that is strange <laughs> what is that angelic beautiful <laughs> light girl's voice that we got to know you know when she was young yeah girl so no it was all gone I, I had this terribly big voice already so the idea of combining my voice with metal was born in that in the studio that session or in that first demo session wow I love the I story the though, too of, of just handing a demo to the to the yeah. local singer because yeah. I did it that was too. Exactly I did that like too. That. I would go around and hand, hand our our music. Uh, I was with uh, Sam knows these guys. I grew up in high school. Was, uh, you know Ryan, Alonzo, Reed, and Dan. Like we'd go around. We'd we'd record our music and then like yeah you. It wasn't like cell phones at the time when we were in you know middle school and early high school. So you just you go to your buddy's house and knock on the door and say hey listen to this and see if you'd want to sing on it. You know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was like that was the way to do it. Now you send it off to everybody, and ah man, such a such a different time, such a different time. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that was how I started, and then it was like, okay, let's do it. And our second demo was already our first album. Mm. That's awesome. So Sam, yeah. you did you did dive a little deeper into it. I'll give well, you that, yeah. That, that was that was what I was looking for. Okay. So we got there. Okay. We got it, was there. it was a but deeper dive your... that that go around. Speaking about your history, I did say you're not just a singer, you're also an author. So a couple years ago, you wrote a book. How was that? Because I, I'm always intrigued of hearing people because I hear how therapeutic it is and, and how it feels like, how did you feel about when your writing process and, and all of that? It was actually quite therapeutic. I think it was really <clears throat> beautiful process. Tough, like hell tough as hell but, mm. but it was really a beautiful process because I got to remember things um I got reminded about what kind of life I have been um I think everybody should do that one point in life you know go back and check it out what's really been there um so I got to do that with the book and first I went through hundreds or maybe thousands of photos and memories and it was really a really beautiful process 
uh, demanding, of course, and I was nervous about it, but it was really fulfilling at the end of the day. It started the journey with my, you know, then later on, like after the book, I released my best of album and as a, for my solo career. And, you know, it's, it was um, like all done in a way together. But, Encapsulated um, it all. Yeah. That's, that's, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And the process, I'm, I'm a little curious about that process. You started with photos, you said, mm-hmm. like to, to jar those memories. So I, I, you said, I, I agree with you. I do think everyone should do that. I haven't done it to the extent of writing a book or anything, but through therapy. I've been in therapy it's, since, since I, 2013. So coming up on, it's been 10 years yeah. now. Wow, shit. I've been with the same therapist for 10 years. Um, but yeah, just going through that and uncasing a lot of your memories and some of them that get jogged um yeah in different ways i think that's a was that was that taught to you to do that with the with the photos or did you just go like i'm gonna look through these photos first to get the the memories jogged and then i'll start going through the stories behind them yeah exactly it was like that the the photos actually they helped me to to start the journey okay so they so someone told you like hey this is a good way to to start go look at some pictures first because i think that's something a lot of people can do whether or not they're going to write a book or maybe they just write their own journal but go back to those photos. I, I haven't heard that uh, theory before, that that method before. So I, I now I want to do I, it. <laughs> I was, I was, no, seriously, I was just laying out, you know, before the digital times. Right. I, I went to the storage and I was lay. I was looking for old photos, family photos, everything that I had, and I was laying them down here in the office floor, like really, like looking for. Oh my God, when was this and what was this? And then I was starting to do interviews with the people that have worked with me, that have been there in my past, you know, really present and mm. would tell me something that I had forgotten because there were so many things that I had forgotten. God's sake, I, I my brain, I think even worse, when I got, got to be a mother, I think I really <laughs> crashed my memory somehow. I don't know what happened, but there are like a, lots of black holes there somehow in the past i don't i can't remember i just cannot so it was really nice to go through those photos first yeah yeah. it sounds like yeah and i agree but after you have kids it starts to starts to change your brain a little bit like what your focus is on so you're and Mm. i guess we probably only have so much capacity so our 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 natural connection is like they take priority now all these things got to go away (laughs) Which is unfortunate, but it's there somewhere. You just have to go look for it, you know? Well, it's also good if you got, I mean, you have a daughter. Uh, my my stepmom wrote a, she's a twice over widow and she wrote like a little book. I mean, it's not anything. It's just more to get her feelings out and reading through it and just kind of seeing what she went through as a son to feel what my mom did. It's it's cool little piece that I can always like pick up if, you know, even when she passes down the road that I have that and I can pass to my kids to say, Hey, this is what grandma, you know, her words, her true feelings wow. and stuff. So I think that's pretty cool that just for your daughter, that, that she's got a piece of you that she can take from the heart, you know, from, so that's yeah, pretty cool. I never even thought of that really like yeah. that. Yeah. That's really nice actually. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a good book for everyone to grab for their daughters on Christmas Day. Um, yep. Everyone can go get Tyra's book. Let's <laughs> uh, keep shamelessly plugging for you here, Tyra. Uh, well, you got a tour coming up, too. You're yep. going on. You got a few tours coming up. You got the Christmas one in December. You got, uh, is it the the, the classic? I, I I had it down. I'm sorry. You got another one in February through March, and then another one in April. You're you're all over the place. Yeah. And They're busy I- next year. 
Yeah, and another one in May, still Mexican tour. Uh, Mexico, Central America, there were like El Salvador, Costa Rica, but Mexico, a lot of a lot of cities in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of the whole spring for me, I mean, the whole spring will be heavily packed with touring. But hey, I can't complain. I love performing. I love being on the road. I love, yeah, I would become very, very, I think, a sick person if I would not be able to perform. So I enjoy that. I I. I definitely hear you on that one. I, I am the same way. I, I don't know about you, but it's that uh, we, I, I mean, I'm sure it is. I've talked to a lot of other musicians. We all kind of come to the same thing. Call it a catch 22. When you're home for a little bit, you're like, I need to get back on the road. And then when you're out on the road for maybe a little too long, you're like, I need to get home for just like a little recharge. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are the Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there. Many things have changed. Many things have changed since the 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 22 20 21 22 you yeah. know yeah and then but, things change, uh, but that one still yeah. i mean that's one I've, I've felt my entire touring career we've been doing it for over 20 years now and it's like the entire the entirety that i've been doing it i've always felt that way if i'm gone for too long i want to be home if i'm home for too long i want to be out on the road and it's like you gotta find that balance i guess is what we're talking about yeah yeah absolutely it yeah. is the same with me Mm-hmm. I'm a workaholic in a way that obviously being at home is not just like, you know, I'm a singer and I just sing and you no, know, I do things all the time, prepare for future, produce my records. And I, I'm constantly on the loop, you know, for the future in a way, but still there is nothing better than you really hit the, hit the road and you get to perform, you know, it's, it's the energy that, you get to be fulfilled with right you carry that inside of you for such a long time um it's a gift that we have as musicians that we can really cherish that um they there are a lot of people that would be terrified in doing what we do you know <laughs> it's not for everyone like no just that, that, that's <laughs> You've seen, I've seen enough people who've been out on the road for a couple of years, and it's not for them. They go, they have to go home, and I never see them again on the road. But nothing wrong with yeah. it. It's just, it's, no. it's our mentalities. It's our, it's the way that we're built that we enjoy that. Not everybody would. Yeah. Now I miss my family terribly. Mm-hmm. I miss my family terribly, and they, when they come, they come. You know, eventually some weekends here in Europe. If I'm touring in Europe, they come to see me. But my daughter is in school, and of course. 
thankfully we have the technology today that that uh, allows us to stay in touch right if it would not be that would be terrible but um, you know i can make her sleep she she can have her ipad or you know next to her and i can i can be with her in, ah. even in her while she's going to bed you know yeah, that's amazing i've been many moments like that you know it's um but of course, you know, there might be some other mothers and would say, oh, God, how can she do that? She's a mother. No, uh, of course I suffer. It's not that. Of course I suffer, but um, it's still the work that I love doing. Yeah. And my family would never, ever say to me, my daughter would never, ever tell me, oh, mother, why you need to go? Why don't you stay home? Never. That no. has happened. Well, they. So, she, she grew up on the road, too. She wants to be out there, too. Has. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. She she would love to. And now again, in uh, on this next tour, they will come and they will sleep in a tour bus with me. Yeah, no, that's like, awesome. Yeah, I, isn't that the best though? That like that's that was the cool thing. Like when I had my son, he was too young, and then he, you know, we just got we we took like an almost six year uh, break between live work. We were working at home, obviously, but we we weren't touring. Um, and. So he didn't know anything about that till he was six. And he comes out for the first time, gets to go on a tour bus at six years old. And uh, I mean, he, he was there when he was an infant, but obviously doesn't remember that. So yeah, just being able to, to show our kids, like we're so proud of our kids. It's like, I want you to be proud of me too and see what I do. And like, this is a family thing. Like, you know, these are all your uncles on the bus with me. You know, like your aunts and uncles are, are all here on the bus with me. We're all hanging out, having a good time out here. Like, this is what it's going to be like out on the road. And then you're going to have to go back to school for a little while. But, you know, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's about it, you know. It's exactly like that, what you said. Exactly mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. It's interesting for us. Like, I, my kids, we've grown up. I mean, Johnny and I have been friends forever. And my kids just know him as Uncle Johnny. You know, they're, I have a 9 and, and a 12-year-old. Wow. And it's funny taking my daughter to see Avenged Sevenfold. And I don't think she fully grasped that Uncle Johnny, whose house we go to all the time, actually, like, all these people are here for him. Like, seriously, it was it was really fun <laughs> fun for her to see. And, uh, you know, just, yeah, you know, we are cool old men. Leave us alone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, there are some funny moments. Of course, it's like that. You know, yeah. I, um, my daughter started a new school. It's an international British, British school here in Marbella, here in Spain. And, and uh, I go to pick her up one, once from school and the director is there and completely the, the face got completely red when he saw me. I didn't know. I, he's very white, you know. The guy is really, really like a British, really, really. And, but his face, like your red shirt, you know, yeah, completely yeah. red. Then a few days later, he had gone to my daughter, asked her out from a class. During the class, the director comes and <laughs> my daughter says, well, what did I do wrong now? What did I do? The, the guy is asking me to go out. And no, it was just... For him to tell that he's a huge fan. Of, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of your mom. Wow, <laughs> that's awesome. And now he's like, my daughter is like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean she gets automatic good grades? Is that, is that how it works? <laughs> <laughs> no. He's got a funny moments that my daughter, she's like, so okay with it. And, you know, at times it happens. And, you know. <laughs> 
but they need to deal with it. Our children, they need yeah. to deal with it. It's funny. Well, I think it's good it. too to teach them that celebrity is not what like a lot of kids watch these YouTubes and they, Oh, I want this. And they think all these grand things, but it's like, everyone's a human at the end of the day, you know, glorifying that appreciating the music and the art is one thing, but glorifying the people isn't, isn't always as healthy, you know? So knowing that difference and separation is good thing. I think. Absolutely true. Except when it comes to me, you can, you can objectify and love me for all of the amazing (laughs) things that I do. Don't, you know, I am a true celebrity. And, you see uh, what I put up with every week with this? Jeez. <laughs> I see. <laughs> we have fun on the show, Taria. We have fun. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I know it's, it's late over there in Spain for you tonight. We got to start our days, you know, the holidays. I got shopping to do. I haven't even started my shopping yet, guys. I'm, I'm way too late. I'm, I'm screwed. Uh, good thing there's, you know, uh, Amazon and places like that to send you your shit real quick. But, uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, one, thank you so much for your time, Taria. Thanks for thank being so here. Out Christmas, Dark Christmas is out, everybody. Go listen to it. It's, it's, it's a good alternative for the holiday music. Uh, mix it in there a little bit. Mix it in there a little bit. Uh, anyway. I got to do one more thing. Yeah, yeah, so, do it, man. I'm sorry. I'm just going to throw it out there. It could go nowhere. But if you haven't heard the new Avenged album, there's a song called Death. And yeah. just putting it out there, it would be really cool to hear your voice doing a song like that down the road sometime. Yeah. After I heard Afterlife, oh, I was Afterlife, like, oh, yeah. that's, that's would be a cool one with your voice. <laughs> oh, I think of me. Yes, Thank you. Of course, of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah, that, I, the Afterlife cover was cool too. I had never thought I would hear those melodies that I've known for so long sung that way and the, oh, the, the, court, the, the, the different arrangements that you guys did. I mean, the violin, I wasn't, I was, I was going for it. And then like, all of a sudden I was like, you know what, how are they going to do Sin's guitar solo here? And they did it on the, and I was like with two different violins to do what he's doing with one hand. But however, it was really impressive. I was like, that sounds pretty cool. I, <laughs> I liked that. It was. I liked that. That was cool. Uh, it, it was one of, I mean, really, um, it came out now as a, we did this show in 2016. It was a one-off show. I would love to repeat that um, because it was really, I was nervous and, you know, uh, one-off. Yeah. <laughs> it's always like that. you prepare a completely new set of songs for one show and right. that's it. We rehearsed it right before the soundtrack, no, during the soundtrack and, you know, that's it. And we did wow. it. But it was fantastic. You know, the people really, a uh, huge challenge for me to sing songs from male singers. Mm. You know, it's always a huge challenge because it's just a different instrument completely. And so, but uh, I love those challenges and I took them bravely in a way because I really felt like I need to, I need to do this. And it was one of your songs and it was one of the hardest ones ever. <laughs> you know, seriously. <laughs> One of the artists, uh, I have to thank wow. you, but well, so. thank you, thank you for that compliment there and doing that. And uh, lastly, actually, uh, real quick, you. I, what, you, you do have a bunch of touring coming up. Everyone, go check that out. Um, you mentioned Wacken a couple of times. Are you going to be? Uh, do you have any of the summer festivals you're going to be doing here soon? I will be headlining a few of those festivals, rock festivals here in Europe, but down in Europe. Um, okay. Be all all around here and. 
I cannot even mention actually because they are not even announced. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> They're not announced yet. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all good. It's yeah. all good. I'll cut but, that out. Uh, don't worry. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. All the European will, festivals, because summer I've seen that you, you've done them in the past. I, I, I watched uh, your performance from yeah. 2022 just uh, last last summer. Um, and I know that for us, it's always, it's always a target when we're in cycle to make sure we hit those European festivals as well. So yeah, that would be wonderful to meet. We in person, meet that's, yeah. If we, if I'll keep an eye on it. You keep an eye yeah. on the announcements as they're coming in the next few yeah. months. Everybody, keep an eye on it. Let us know if we miss it that we need to make sure we say hi to each other. And uh, I think that's that that that's a wrap for today, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Um, thanks everyone at home. Thanks, Taria. Thanks to Sam for being in the winter and making a deeper dive on one question. That was worth your oh, time. Go that check out her Frosty the Snowman video. That's what this is from. Oh, that's from the Frosty one. Yeah. <laughs> make sure you guys check that. A video for everyone. A video for every one of the songs is, is up on YouTube. So make sure you guys go check that out. And as always, till next time, happy holidays, everyone. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Ready for a head-bangingly good time? Dive into the world of heavy metal with the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Here, we don't just talk music. We welcome you into our heavy metal family. Join us for candid chats with legends and rising stars. We go beyond the typical interviews, exploring raw emotions and the life-altering impact of heavy metal. So whether you're a diehard metalhead or just curious, join our family and let the headbanging begin with the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.